Blog Talk Radio. Need a break? Take some time for yourself. Listen to one of Marsha's audiobooks at www.marshacaspercook.com. You'll be glad you did. After all, if you don't take care of yourself, who will? Hi, everybody. It's Marsha Cook, Marsha Casper Cook, I guess I should say. And, uh, you know, we are now Michigan Avenue Media and World of Ink. So I want to say hello to everybody and explain a little what now my Michigan Avenue Media is in this. When Virginia Grenier and I started the show nine years ago, um, Virginia came up with the name World of Ink, and I already had Michigan Avenue Media. So we kind of merged, and we did, you know, use both names. But uh, Virginia isn't doing as many shows now, but I'm still World of Ink also, but I'm also Michigan Avenue Media, and a good story is a good story from my other. So I use all those names because that's along the way, the last nine years, what I've been using. So uh, when you see Michigan Avenue Media, that is World of Ink. So I'm trying, the W-O-I is World of Ink. Um, and so I thought uh, I might explain that today. And I thought also, I, I, today's really a, like a, jam-packed show but i wanted to say about the other day we i did a promo day uh virginia grenier uh, had met joe linzel and she does a promo day international and so i said i'll do it you know and i'll talk about podcasts and virginia was going to do it with me but she decided not to and so i did it myself which was the weirdest thing because i was on the air for 15 minutes myself talking about why I think a podcast is good and um then I replayed it to make sure it made sense because when you're not you're not just talking to me and so but which is the most unusual thing is cuz that 15 minutes got the highest of all the shows we've done in 9 years I didn't even think it would go out you know nobody would even know what that was because it was a, that was a show we didn't really plan and I didn't promote it until after the promo day but so one of the reasons I'm saying this is because apparently people want to know about a podcast this is a podcast some you know a lot of people didn't know that radio shows can be podcasts but this is a podcast and we do it on the internet and um so that's how we what we are here you know but one of the things about doing shows for nine years is because we're on blog talk radio our shows go out really fast so on it comes up on google and it's now going to be i think on itunes if i um i sent it in for that and they're also trying to merge and putting more avenues for blog talk which is good because especially the shows that are favorites which is Ours are, have been on for nine years. So, Virginia, I hope she'll come back, but I'm not sure that she will. So that's why you'll see Michigan Avenue Media a lot more than you've seen it before. So now I'll begin the show. Elizabeth Black is the co-host. Elizabeth? That's me. That's uh, you. I'm Black, and uh, I'm, also <laughs> I'm also a writer. I write uh, romance, erotica, dark fiction, and horror. And I'm trying to branch out into mystery. So that's a new one for me. I'm really getting into that one. But um, I yeah, think I've you'll like this. Shows with Martha before. I think, yeah, I think I am going to like it. And I also yeah, have, you have your own show. You have your own show. 
You have my own show. Called into, yeah. the, into, the, into the Abyss. And um, I usually, I interview authors. It's usually a one-on-one conversation. And I've interviewed authors like Joe Lansdale, uh, Billy Sue Moseman, um, Jack Ketchum, or the late Jack Ketchum. He died recently. And, really? Uh, Josh oh, Mallard. I didn't even know. Like oh, my God. Yeah, yeah he I just didn't died. know. He had cancer. <gasps> Mm. Yeah, that was sorry. That was a shock when that happened. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I'm, I, I'm thinking of. I've sort of been on a hiatus of, of it for a while, but I do want to get back into it. I just have to come up with some guests. So well, you know what? We we had good shows. When I did them with you, it was we did horror shows, and you know a lot of the horror. Oh, yeah. We don't, you know, and and try to explain to people that the horror shows are just the writers just like everybody else because a lot of times they go oh mm-hmm. no horror you know but they're absolutely like everybody else and we had great oh, shows yeah. so i hope you come back and do it if not i'll do them with you you know and okay. uh, but we okay. have two it. people on tonight that, that i met because of elizabeth elizabeth mentioned night owl that i should do night owl they have a lot of events so i signed up and then there were three of us that did it well, actually, but one of them's not here now. But you know, we did it on the night owl, Charlotte O'Shea and Anna Stewart, and we didn't actually get to meet each other on there because it was going so fast. So I'm going to bring them out. They can talk a little bit about what they do. But it's very interesting because Elizabeth is the one that got me to do it. So um, I also think that I also think you have to explain exactly what night owl is. Well, I, I definitely want you to do. Things? I would like you to do yeah. that because I didn't know what it was okay. when I did it, and I was like, you know, it was, it was a good experience because it was really fun. But it also, mm-hmm. you don't really know what you're doing if you've never done it before, and it's yeah. a very good it can be program. It's a program that I'd say. Well, maybe you should probably start that way. All right, say exactly what it is because maybe I'll know what it is what I did. <laughs> Because that will help. Okay. Well, well, well. It's, it's night. It's night out reviews, and you know, of course, they're they concentrate on uh, romance novels and erotica. And uh, every Monday, they have it's at you know eight o'clock Eastern time. There is a live chat with um in the night out the night out chat where they have you know three to four different uh, different authors, and the readers come to this chat and usually about 20 to 30 of them are a lot of readers in this chat. And, uh, you sit at, you sit around and you hang out and talk with your favorite author and, uh, the author will have a book up, you know, they always talk about at least one book and they have prizes where, um, you know, a lucky reader will get a free copy of the book. And, you know, you tell people about your new book and what it's about. And, you know, you post a blurb and you post an excerpt, answer any questions people have for you. And it's 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 a it's a it's a long it's an hour long conversation, and it's, but it's, it's a very fast paced. It's very fast paced, and and you're not sure exactly who you're talking to, even on there, you know. And so, oh yeah, um, I'm going to introduce Charlotte for a second because Charlotte, that's how. I, so I said, oh, this would be a great idea to have you know the girls on the show. So I Charlotte called me, and I thought it was somebody else. So Charlotte and I had a conversation for 10 minutes and she and I was talking to her about something else and she kept saying no you know she kept saying I think you might be mistaken I'm going like no and I kept going on and on and on and then I finally realized I was talking to Charlotte instead of the other person I was talking to so I'll let everybody know now who Charlotte is because that was her first time and she has to leave early on the show but that was her first time also for the show which is why we didn't actually know who's who until after I think. Okay, hi Charlotte. How are you? 
Uh, hi. Yeah, I don't know how that worked. I don't know how we we um, how um, Tammy pulled us all together, but I'm glad yeah. she did. <laughs> I was very I was very excited. Um, it was extremely fast paced. I am not one for a lot of um, Facebook parties, so I thought it was very very exciting to yeah. uh, talk to readers and um, get my get my name out there and my my. Uh, my work, my next, um, my next book. So I am, I am definitely a newbie at this. So it was extremely fast-paced for me, but yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun too. Me too, me too. I, I did enjoy it. Okay, uh, Anna, you, you did another one last night. You said so. Uh, tell <laughs> us a, a little bit about yourself, and uh, now, now you're a pro at it, so it's okay. <laughs> Well, thank you, and I appreciate this opportunity to be here with you all. Um, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, um, my name is Anna J. Stewart. That's what I write under. I write for uh, Harlequin, and I also indie publish. Um, I write contemporary romance. Uh, what else do I write? Romantic suspense. I write very sweet romance also, and then I'm just getting ready to dive into, back into paranormal, which is actually my first love. But um, the Night Owl thing for me was fun. I've done a ton of Facebook parties. Um, both, and I've organized a bunch of Facebook parties, so the pacing to me was actually normal. Uh, oh, okay. But I can yeah. understand why it would why it would be overwhelming, especially if it was the first time you've done it. But um, I it, it, I really like them because it's it's hanging out with readers, and that's why yeah. we write. We want people to read our stories. So um, anytime that type of opportunity pops up, just like your invitation to me today. Um, I'll jump at it because I love readers because I used to be a reader. So um, that type of interaction, it, it's part of why I became a writer. Right. Do you read as much now? or? Oh, God, I wish. Oh, yeah. I wish. See, that's the thing. Well, that's the I, other I was... thing. Right. Yeah, I know. See, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it is hard to do everything, you know, because we have to market. Even it doesn't matter who your publisher is, you still have to market yourself. Oh, okay. Absolutely, and I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I publish with two different New York houses, and I can tell you whether whether I publish with them or not, I would have been doing the same amount of promotion. I mean, that, yeah. that's just the way it is. Now, now you're published with like, the New York. So, do you are do they take new authors, or they just keep wanting you know the same people that write for them to keep writing because they they're successful, obviously, as we know. Well, um, I was a new author. Um, I signed both with uh, Berkeley and with Harlequin within three months of each other after a lot of years of pounding on doors. Um, yeah. But, yeah, when I finally made that first sale, I hit two houses. Um, I'm no longer with Berkeley, um, mainly because uh, they kind of changed what they're going to be publishing. And I, I wasn't a good fit for them, and I, I knew that was coming, so that wasn't a surprise. Well, but what Harlequin, changes did they make? Um, what, what changes did they make? Well, um, I, I publish with their digital first line, and I do not write super hot romance. I write very, um, I write very much in, you know, just very tame, comparatively speaking, to erotica. So um, I didn't sell, my books didn't sell particularly well with them, and I understand that. I mean, the, and so I think the authors that they do keep are the ones that they know are going to sell. And also my editor left, the editor who bought me left. And then I ended up with two or three other editors after that within the space of a year. So they had no vested interest in me, honestly. And I, I totally get that. 
So totally no hard feelings. And, in fact, I just got those books back, and I'm republishing them actually on Friday with completely new covers and everything and doing it the way I would have done it if I had had those books in my control from the beginning. So. Okay. Well, see that. Right. Okay. So uh, now everybody that's on the show can ask each other questions. Elizabeth, do you have questions or, you know, Charlotte, you know, that you can ask each other because, you know, we're not in the same room. So sometimes somebody would like to ask a question. I know I could already feel that Elizabeth definitely does. Go ahead. I know that. Well, yeah, I do have a question. Um, is, I know. Is this um, <laughs> an, an Harlequin you don't need an agent for, but um, I believe you do for uh, for the other one. Did you go through an agent, or did you manage to do this on your own, or how did that work out? Um, well, I I did have an agent. Um, I, I I submitted to probably twenty or thirty agents before I finally landed one, um, and I firmly believe the reason I finally got one was because I finaled in Romance Writers of America's Golden Heart contest. Um, that opened mm. doors to me that I swear had been just locked and padlocked and bolted yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. So that for me was the game changer. Um, I ended up with one particular agent who I had for a number of months, and then she decided she didn't want to be an agent anymore, so I lucked into another agent thanks to her recommendation. Um, and then, um, uh like I said, she managed to get the books into Berkeley, and I actually had four publishing houses who were originally interested in it, and it came down to two, a choice between two, and I went with Berkeley um, for various reasons. And then um, once I was no longer with Berkeley, I had a conversation with my agent who was in the process of changing agencies and decided since I don't need one with Harlequin currently um, that um, I, it wasn't prudent to continue the relationship uh, which was total mutual parting when we're still friends and we chat all the time on Facebook. So, um, But with Harlequin, no, you don't need an agent, um, not when you're writing for series romance. And I say that because mm-hmm. it's mainly a boilerplate contract. There's not a whole lot of negotiating. You don't have any negotiating room, actually, whether right. you have an yeah. agent or not, right. uh, which is fine. If you know what you're getting into going in, then it's not a big surprise. And I love Harlequin. I love writing for them. I love my editor. Oh, my God. I must drive. I drive her nuts. I know I drive her nuts, but um, well, that, well, editors. Well, yeah, that's that's what they're there for because you know. Yeah, but Charlotte, yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte you're with a publisher. Salary is. Yeah, she, I'm, Charlotte. I'm with a small. I'm with a small yeah. press. I wanted to ask Anna what she felt was the biggest way that she was able to reach readers. I mean, I guess being with a Harlequin or a Berkeley gets you there a little bit faster. I mean, is it Amazon reviews? I have to say social media is hard for me. I don't have time to. um, I want to, but finding that Facebook time is difficult for me. Yeah. Well, Um, it it overtakes everything. It does, yeah. I've spent the last two days doing just promotion stuff and social media stuff for the last, for the books I'm hoping to, or that I'm releasing on Friday. I have found, and I, I think I've, I, I've learned this from a couple, I'm very fortunate in that I have a really great circle of author friends. Um, and they will, you know, give me shout-outs on Facebook or whatever. It's a lot about networking more than it is, I think, about um, the social media. If you can find something on social media that works for you, that's easy for you, then that's what you go with. You don't have to do it all. 
Um, I'm on Twitter. I actually hate Twitter. I I I think I know I don't like it either. The bane of everybody's existence at the moment. But um, (laughs) I do it because it's a necessary Mm -hmm. evil. But I have it hooked to my Facebook account so that I just have to do Facebook and it goes to my Twitter. So um, I think figuring out what works for you is the trick. You don't have to do it all. You only have to do what works for you. Which is hard to know, which is very hard to know. You know, uh, like I... Like I use, you know, there are a lot of people out there that do, you know, PR, you know, and help. You know, um, I know that uh, Amber Garcia, she does, she's Lady Amber, and uh, I I like doing Hmm. work with her because she actually works very hard, really hard. And uh, so she does cover reveals, she does things, and she puts out, she, she does, she puts out a lot of things for her authors, and, you know, she does help. I think that a lot of them out there, they don't, and I think it's almost better when you go with someone that really isn't an author, because they have time to promote that's what they do they just promote authors they're not Mm -hmm. also worrying about their own books because a lot of people now that do marketing do their own also so i found sometimes they're helping themselves more than me and i'm still posting see i post a lot anyway because i post for the shows and i do share a lot and i do like a lot because i have a lot of people that i know but that doesn't mean you have readers see that's the thing i know what charlotte's saying you want a group that's why i think elizabeth you're probably right about night owl because you get readers there you get readers yeah. there yes you know and, One of the and few yes. where you, i know you get readers <laughs> yeah that's well, 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 that, 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 absolutely that, that, true and, and with the new ago. i'm sorry oh go ahead no I, I i was just going to say with all the changes in facebook you can't even be sure that you're reaching the people that you want to reach and yes. it's yeah. it's it, 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 it becomes it it becomes a, a you know a, a a time suck that as an author you don't have if you want to keep writing. Well, one of, one of the tricks I have learned is um, I have a very set schedule in the first part of the day. I get up at six o'clock. Um, I have my, I have my mother living with me, or I should say I still live with her, um, and I fix her breakfast and we watch something on TV. And then between eight and nine. While she's doing the dishes and cleaning up the kitchen, I am in the in my one. I have two different places where I work, my one office, and that one hour is my social media time. That is when I go on, and when that clock hits nine o'clock, I switch and I go to my other writing area. Now that writing area does not go online. I don't have internet access. I purposely don't have virus protection on my computer, so I can't do anything online. And my phone goes in the back of the house. So I think having a set schedule. And and giving myself that time to be on social media, and then I just walk it off, and then I'll check it when I'm done writing for the day. But other than that, I don't <clears> tend to go on it except for that hour in the morning. Well, I know yeah, the one problem with with, uh, with Facebook is that. Oh, go ahead. No, I I I it sounded it, that sounds like a great system. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, and it's what works for me. And then God help me if I have to go on Twitter because mm-hmm. talk about the the black hole that we'll never escape from. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I, there again, it it comes down to to figuring out what works for you, and it's it's a lot of trial and error. It took me a long time to find that pattern. And going mm-hmm. back to what you were saying, I don't mean to hog the conversation. I'm sorry. No, no, but what you were saying about oh, having somebody else do the promotion for you that really helps 
before I got published, I was actually an author assistant to um, Brenda Novak, who uh, had an online auction for diabetes research for a number of years, and that was that was my main focus. Was I helped her to run that, um, and I learned a lot about an author's life and what was entailed and what works yeah. and what doesn't work. So I, I felt really fortunate that I had that opportunity to see that before I got published so that I had a general idea of where to find readers and what to focus on. So um, and, and there again, it comes down to the networking and being part of a writing organization that's provided mm-hmm. me a lot of friendships and a lot of connections that I know I can, you know, just put out my hand and say, Hey, I need help with this. And it's there. That's a really good. That's really good advice. Mm-hmm. So you're now. So you go into. You're in groups, and then you socialize with the people in the groups already. Yeah, right? I mean, I post on yeah. my own page. Yeah, I post on my own. Page but you go into the groups. I, right. I I'm in so many groups, but I don't always, you know, go in. I think what happened, like, is the other, like last week I put on. I put, um, you know the. I think we all know that we can't share the same way we did before. It used to be very easy to share. Like when I first started doing shows, that's how I found, uh, you know, uh, that's why I was on Red River. I found uh, an ad that she wanted some people to come on and talk for five minutes. And I didn't really want to do it, but I thought I, I know I had to. And so I, that's how I started with that, you know. But I, And then when everybody was there, there were a lot of people we all shared, and I still, know, you know, I met a lot of the people that sometimes do shows with us, but I noticed it's not like that now, so it's very different, no. so I went in, and I think if you make an event, like when you, if a book is coming out, if you make an event, I think there is something, and I think it does let you share it to or everybody on your, you know, that's your friend, but sometimes it doesn't, so I, they keep changing no. it. I, I don't know if you find that, but yeah, every well, day it's like well, I go on I and I'm going like, oh, my God. I, what, noticed, you know. I noticed that with, um, yeah. well, I noticed that with Facebook, even five years ago, things are, things are completely oh, yeah. different. Because oh, now, very different. Now you have a, there's a very limited reach. And if you want to reach more people, you have to pay Facebook for you know, ad placement and a boosting post. And I don't know from, from what – I get mixed reviews from people as to whether or not that works. But um, – I think that right now it's only you're reaching only about one to two percent of all of your friends, and um, yeah. that it makes it makes it harder because I've noticed that I've had fewer people now responding to me than I did, you know, about five to ten years ago because the algorithm keeps changing. Yeah, yeah I so have people that, and I have no clue. Have I don't even know who they are. I have no idea who they are. Well, probably because I do the show, so then I don't really know who they are. And mm-hmm. then if you, you know, like something that they did, then they're take they take up of people that you might have known before, but they don't see your things because mm-hmm. I know somebody emailed me a few weeks ago. They wanted to know if um, I was still doing a show, and I went, "Oh my God!" I I went, "How is that possible?" I think I'm out there constantly promoting, and she didn't see it. So I have no idea. Mm-hmm how this all happens here now because it's really hard. So I think, you know, and I think one of the things, Instagram, I kind of like that for one reason because people like pictures. So you just put the picture on yeah. and it go, and you have a profile. And it's easy because if they want to know more about you, they'll go in and look, you, you know, your website or whatever. But otherwise they'll just see your book covers. And according to Amazon, Amazon says you can never promote too much. And guess what? 
look at Amazon. I mean, that's we we know it because they promote more than anybody else. See, I think mm-hmm. that sometimes you think you're promoting too much and you don't want to drive people crazy. But then again, you don't know if they're seeing it or not. So I guess you have to promote and do the same post sometimes over and over for someone to even pay attention. That's what I'm finding. Yeah, I. I think the um, the one thing I remember um, somebody telling me, and I wish I could remember who it was, the one thing authors have complete control over is your newsletter. If an author yeah. has, and I keep trying to build up my newsletter subscription, and I, I can't seem to break a certain number, but um, it's the one thing you have complete control over for the content and whether or not it goes out. You have no control over whether or not it gets opened. But in yeah, theory, the yeah. people who sign up for your mm-hmm. newsletter want the information. So for me, I only send out newsletters when I have a new release um, or if I'm promoting another author. And that is one other thing that you can do, Charlotte, especially um, if you're looking to get your name out there, is do a newsletter exchange with another author who writes similarly to you in the same genre or the same types of stories. Um, see if you can get an exchange, especially if another author has a bigger newsletter list. Um, you might see a bump in yours. I appreciate that. So, and how did you get your initial newsletter uh, subscribers? Did you run a giveaway or something? You know what? I do. Um, <laughs> I kind of did an incentive where, because in every newsletter that I send out, I do a giveaway where I, I give away like five e copies of one of my books. Or um, I used to do gift boxes, but between the postage and uh, everything else it just got way too expensive, so I tend to give away a lot of ebooks. I've started giving away other author ebooks and just saying, but in order to know if they've won or not, they have to open the email. So that's kind hmm. of my little sneaky way of saying, okay, uh, hmm. you're in my newsletter. You could win something, but you have to open my newsletter and read all the way to the bottom to be able to see. See, I was just, won. you know. I was just thinking while you were saying that, you know, I come up with new ideas all the time. <laughs> but I think if you want to send me, like, your newsletter, I'll put it out on our blog because I think that it gets out. I mean, that will be new information all the time for people and people that are on my shows. Because I, I do put an excerpt usually on the blog, you know, of the shows. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you want to send them to me, that's fine because I'll put them out on the blog also because then you get different people. I mean, I think that, like Elizabeth was saying, and I I know this for a fact, nine years ago everybody was really sharing and everything, and then a lot of people left Mm -hmm. this business. I've been doing this 20 years, but I think people left it because they weren't making a lot of money. And as we all know, the money, most of us write because we love it, but we like to make money, but right. that's not always the case. And I I do this show primarily because I don't want people to stop writing because they think just after one or two books, you have to keep writing, you know, and the more you write, <laughs> the better it is. And, you know, I didn't stay in the same genre, and I think that was one of my mistakes, you know, which is, I, I say my mistake. I actually think it is a mistake, at the be, you know, because I did screenwriting, I did children's books. But now I'm putting everything under one name because I had one under Lady Jane Sinclair, and then you know it's it's too hard to promote. So, and I think if you are a multi-genre author, that's just what you are. And so I'm finally, through all these years, just saying this is what I am. I do write children's book, and I do write a little. I don't write that hot erotica, you know, but I write you know sexy stories. 
so I'm I'm finally getting over myself in that part. Instead of saying to people mm-hmm. like, oh well, you know, you might not want to read this. There's a couple of words in it. But now because of um, I'm not getting political, but because of what goes on in the TV and in the news, I feel like my characters are like Snow White. So it's like I don't care oh, yeah. anymore. You know, so I think that it's open for writers. So I think now people don't have to be ashamed of anything that they write because it's really not bad. So just go with it and don't, you know, I I inhibited myself, you know, uh, and now I think I'm uninhibited. I think maybe. I don't know. I think also a lot of times we're hardwired that, oh, you're promoting yourself. That's so egotistical. So it's a really fine line between promoting yourself and like throwing yourself in everybody's face. So yeah. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a it's a really delicate balancing act, which is why I only send out newsletters occasionally. I've been inundated yeah. by by some in the past where it's like, you know, if they get up in the morning, they send out a newsletter, and I'm like, yeah. no, that's that's yeah. how you get marked as spam. Yeah. So um, yeah, but, but there's I nothing that I mean, there's the nothing people hate more. Bad. Well, there's nothing that people hate more than having a writer throw herself in your face because, I mean, yeah. if you've ever been on Goodreads and, you know, some mm-hmm. some newbie authors will go in there and promote themselves without realizing that that's not how Goodreads works, and they will get yeah. stomped down. And it can, be, it can be really vicious in there. I mean, I mean I, I, when I, I'm I in Goodreads, really I go in Goodreads, I yeah. can't even breathe. I go, like, i got to get out of here. It's like mm-hmm. you're, it's, I, I don't mm-hmm. like it. It's too intense. You know, and nobody's well, reading your book. They go, oh, maybe I'll read your book 20 years from now. Yeah, no, yeah it's, 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 it's very not for authors. It's very, <laughs> right. here, here's, but they, here's a thought, and then I have to sign off, ladies. What do you think okay. about Cockygate? Oh. About, about what? Oh. Cockygate. Oh. <laughs> I, I think, um, I think we are down the rabbit hole, and that girl needs help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now Amazon is cracking down on uh, books that have that word in the cover, in, in the title. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I think just I taking it too far. I think yeah, people I, need to I, get I along. Think, I think people really should, you know, authors, like you said, Anna, it's nice. This is author community is nice. We want to help other people, and we want to, like, be nice to everybody. And when you see people, like, write stuff and then everybody hates them, this is really bad. <laughs> you know, so I, it's like I don't know what's happened to everybody. It well, I think before. I think we are in an we are in an age of entitlement. I think we yeah. are in an age where people think it's me, 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 and that's all that matters. Yeah. That is not how I live my life, and I look at it yeah. this way: I think karma is going to be paying a major visit, and this isn't going <laughs> to end anywhere near mm-hmm. the way she thinks it is. And it's just ridiculous. But it's also something to take seriously because if 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 something like this can take place. And somebody can actually trademark a word, uh, word, word. I don't know how you could, I mean, you can't even, you can't copyright a title because there's like, you know, if you look in the copyright office and you look under one name, there's like a million names under, you know, like a song, a book, you know, there are movies that are the same name. So I, you know, I don't, it's really strange what's happening now. So, I mean, you know, um, I, I don't, Charlotte, uh, you have an open I, I, invitation I, I, to come, Charlotte. Anytime you want to come back, email me, and you could come back. Thank you. It was a pleasure speaking with you. It was great and meeting I, you I, and I, knowing I, who you are now. <laughs> it was great, it was great talking to you. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll see you online. 
Bye, bye. bye. <laughs> thank you for coming bye on. Bye. Okay, thank you. <laughs> oh my God, that was so funny though when she was uh, when I was talking to. She, I know she thought I was crazy, but, you know, she probably now thinks I'm more crazy. But it was so fun on there. I think that's why I thought it was so interesting because I never got to really talk to her or you, Anna. I just saw you there. You know, but you said you came late to the party. I think that's what you said. I was having computer issues. My yeah. Internet goes yeah. off and on. So, yeah. Yeah. But you did one last night. So was how was it? It was fun. I was the first one up this time, um, but uh, two of my uh, fellow authors from uh, Harlequin were on with me. So um, I stayed and I I did the whole party with them and I chimed in, changed color of my font so it didn't look like I was a featured author or anything. But um, it turned out really great. And, and um, I, are, I had at least three or four of them sign up for my newsletter list just from having done that. So to me, that's, that's worth the investment of my time to do that. Yeah, I, that was nice. Tammy sent me a list of people, too, so I liked that. That was really nice. You know, um, I think you know, I think one of the things is, I think myself included, I mean, I do a lot of different things, and, and every five minutes I was just trying to, I was talking to my husband, I'm saying, like, every minute everything's changing, you know, and I think that yeah. authors, you know, new authors especially, they're so, they just don't know where to go because we have done this for years, but it's still we don't know where to go. And on one day I think, oh, maybe I'll do this, and the next day I'll do that. So I think it's it's not just people that are just starting out. It's people that have been doing this for years because it changes every, I mean, as we speak, something is probably changing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it does. Well, it seems to me that yeah. every, it's almost as if you, when you finally get used to something and you're comfortable with it, it changes. So then you have to readjust yourself. Like, uh, I mean, one, one thing that I like to do is, you know, when I have a book coming out or, or a short story in an anthology, I like to do um, blog tours and uh, guest blogging huh. because I have a whole list of blogs that, for romance that I that I like to look to. And um and, you know, review sites. I like to stick with the same review sites all the time. I'm going to have a whole list of them. And now some of them – and now it's it's a little harder with the book bloggers because you have to get the ones that have readers. And it's a matter of finding out who has a read, you know, who has the readers and you know, who, who really doesn't and you know, who, who's reading the reviews on the review sites. Because, you know, yeah. Yeah. now well, it's, see, that's it's whole harder thing. I mean, to find that. Yeah. You know, and how many reviews do you really need? And, you know, it's, you really don't know because you, what, like, that's one of the thing about Night Owl, because you do want the readers, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, that's, and you want their opinion. And, it, I mean, I don't think people really understand how happy authors are when somebody's talking about their characters like they're real. So I think mm-hmm. that, you know, and I think, unfortunately, libraries, and bookstores, the ones that are left, don't really have that kind of author contact as they did, which they are missing the boat because I really think people like to talk to authors and authors like to talk to fans. So I think that that's bad that they're, it's not, you know, and if the bookstores, which I've heard from people now, people are actually buying books, physical books, because they're probably tired of being on the, the, their phone all day long looking at, the, you know, messages and whatever. So I think if you want to read a book now, it's kind of like you put everything away, which is quite different mm-hmm. than it was even two years ago. 
Well, I like to do yeah, offer I'm, events I'm at bookstores because they, they they still have them out there, and you know I go to several conventions a year, and, and there's a big outdoor thing in Salem, Massachusetts, for Halloween that I do for the you know for the horror writers, and um, I mean there's one book series, there's a bookstore out here, there's a whole bunch of them called Annie's Bookstop, and um, they'll have you know you you, you can go there for um, you know, for book readings. And, you know, people can sell their books there. And another one is uh, going to libraries. You know, libraries love to have book readings. Well, not, it depends what city, I think. You know, uh, Anna, yeah. how do you feel about that? I actually, um, out here in Sacramento, I did two library, uh, they, two different libraries asked uh, me and a couple of my other local writer friends to come and do a panel, talk about romance romance books and the romance industry and at the first one we had three people show up and at the second one we had four so we beat the first yeah. one but yeah, um, see, yeah. well because you know why because they, they, yeah, they didn't promote it they probably don't yeah. promote yes, it if they, they would promote it oh they promoted it yeah they did they promoted, trust really? me, they promoted it yeah to come out and sit in the chair yeah yeah. I think um, I think it's I think the idea of going to one is always more appealing to people than actually getting up and going to one. Do you mm-hmm. see what yeah. I mean? Um, and uh, granted, they were at, each was at a different time and in a different day or whatever. And you know, one day it was uh, really bad weather; the other day was absolutely gorgeous. So there, I mean, there's there's really no rhyme or reason. I think, and this is probably going to sound a little snarky, but everybody is so tuned in to the screen in front of their face, they tend to forget that there's a world outside their door. Um, and having that interaction with people, I think, is becoming a fading art. Fewer and fewer people are actually interacting with people outside of the home or outside of their cell phones. Um, mm-hmm. And that's one thing that, that authors need because <laughs> we, we're very solitary. And yeah. um, I yeah. know there comes a time about because I'm usually locked in the house for a good, I work, I write full time. So I'm usually locked in the house for a good five or six days in a row. And then I go outside and I'm like, oh, look, people, yeah. I need that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, yeah, yeah. I think other people need that too. So that's just my Well, that's a good thing. That's one of the day. things about the shows. And that's what I said. Because I think that, you know, um, it. As much as I didn't want to do this nine years ago, even talk to people, I just said, oh, I need to just write and not be, you know, not have my personality out there. I realized that it's important that readers do like to hear opinions of authors, you know, and, you know, not, I'm not, not political or those things. They just like to know what they're talking about, you know, and what they do and how they write and, you know, things like that. That's why the shows have always been such a good outlet for, you know, writers, readers. That's why I have screenplay people. I have directors, producers. We talk about all these different things because, you know, I feel there's never enough because it does change so. You know, and I think yeah. that, you know, and the audiences, they they really do listen. I was shocked when they were listening to the podcast. I'm thinking like, oh, that was, that's why I said that. It was shocking, but I guess people are more interested than I thought in what somebody, what this is, because I think it's, you know, because of, I you know, YouTube and iTunes and all of these avenues now, so people probably are taking advantage of listening. I mean, I like audiobooks. So, you know, for me as a writer, you know, I think it's, I like to hear other people's work, just see how they do their, you know, their thought process. 
And I like the fact that when somebody's reading an audio book, they're going like, oh, there's no comma, you know, because there's no comma, the word is spelled wrong. <laughs> this way, nobody cares. You just, because the word just sounds the way it is. Because people are really ruining it. For I mean, I know, look, at editors, even the best of editors could make a mistake, you know, and with oh. all the... All the media that we're going every, you know, you're putting it on this and that, and somewhere along the line, sometimes something does get screwed up. I think. Oh, it always gets screwed up. Yeah, I mean, the the book that I, I I just republished, I went through after three other editors went through it, and I still found mistakes. Yeah, see, so, I mean, right. you know, mm-hmm. humans make mistakes. Yeah, it's and so that's okay. But when the they're and they're listening. Yeah. When they're listening, that's they can't find those, you know, and it's much more enjoyable, right. you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I mean, I'm more now like just explaining to people, just write, you know. I I had when I was a literary agent, I had so many good writers, and I've said this over and over again. But a lot of them, they just couldn't take it, you know, because it's not instant, you know, and you just have to keep doing, you know, what you want to do. But don't do it just for the money. Do it because you love it. Oh, no. no, well, no. I was, you I was know, always do told the, the best thing to do, I was always told the best thing to do in order to, I guess, promote your own books is to write a new one. Always come up with yeah. something new so that yeah. there's something Absolutely. out there for people to read. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, yeah. I would agree with that. Now, now I noticed you have some a lot of box sets. Right. I mean, you've done Christmas ones. Uh, yeah, I do a Christmas one every year. That's actually all I do now. I only do one. I do one box one, set a year. year. Um, yeah, and it's it's the one. It's the set that um, relates back to my very first sale, um, which um, I have uh, one of my uh, best author friends, uh, Melinda Curtis, who writes for Harlequin, and she also uh, indie writes. Um, she had an idea for an anthology for Harlequin and we were on a Skype session cause that's how we used to, that's how we brainstorm out story ideas. Um, and she says, you know, I've got this idea. Do you want to go in on it with me and I'll see if we can sell it to heartwarming, which is a sweet line at Harlequin. And I'm like, sure. And uh-huh. sure enough, the idea sold. So that was my first thing. So every year now we do a box set that takes place in that same town and it's a Christmas town, Maine. And it's a fictional town. Um, but uh, we invite, uh, we have different authors uh, contributing to it every year. And it's, this year we're doing it a little bit differently, but we've done three box sets so far. And on the first box set, we hit the USA Today bestseller list. Oh, that's so, great. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's uh, Christmas Town is the one box set I will always do. I've done other ones that um, I had varying success with. Um, it was good experience but it's not something I particularly look for anymore. Yeah, I stick with yeah. Christmas Town because uh, that, that's, uh, that's what I owe my career to at this point. If I hadn't made that first sale, I don't know what would have happened. So thank you, Melinda, for asking me to contribute to that. <laughs> well, you never know. That's look, at, I, I mean, you know, right. You, that's the thing. You never know when it's going to happen, you know, and I think that yeah. – that's why people, you know, they can't give up, you know, and if you have a review that's not the best, so what? You know, just keep going on, you know, and, you know, and I think that, you know, it does take time. And, you know, and I think that, you know, just write what's in your heart and get a good story because that's really what people want. They want good stories, depending on, on in any market, you know, and, you know, yes. don't shy away from 
you know, any genre, if you, you know, because that's why I'm on the show, World of Ink in Michigan, we have everybody because, you know, I, I've had shows on every subject that I could, you know, and I always am open to subjects because I think there's always people that want to hear about those subjects. I also do illness, you know, people that have had cancer and people that have had, you know, heart problems or people that have MS. And I find, you know, if it helps some people to hear other people, then that's a good thing. So, I mean, that's really what it's all about, you know, and that's what you were saying before, people should be getting along with each other. It's so sad if they're fighting with each other when they can help each other. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I'm, and I, I'm very much about um, when opportunities present themselves to say yes. Unless yeah. you absolutely, if it's, number one, if it's something that scares you, then yes, yeah. I think you should absolutely say yes. Because that's usually when the, when the biggest door is going to open for you. Um I mean, saying saying no closes a door. Saying yes can open one, and that's something that I always try to try to keep in mind. No, that, that's that's a good thing. That's true because even when I I mentioned, you know, before that I never wanted to do a radio show, you know, but I the. I independently published, but uh, Fidelity Publishing is where I independently. I've known her for years. She's ten, twelve years already. But she said years ago, she said you have to go. You should go on a radio show. It's really good exposure. And I went like, I don't think this is ever happening. You know, I don't want to. And <laughs> but with she kept telling me, and that's when I looked online, and that's when I found Red River, and that I did show. So the, after the first one, I was really nervous. I mean, I was. I had no idea what to do. Anything. I mean, it's not like I didn't do anything before. I had screenplays. I had a lot of things, but I never really talked as me. So then, you know, um, when I did it, then ten, you know, she asked one other time to do it again, and I said okay. And then she said, "Do you want to do a show?" And I, I've said the story before, but it always rings true. And I went like, "Oh, okay, I'll do it." And so then she, said, "Let's just do your show." And I went, "Okay, fine." So I did the show with Red River, and that's how I became you know, World of Ink with Virginia Grenier, like I said at the beginning. And then that's how I met people. And, like, I met Elizabeth from having other people on the show. And that's – I've met Mm -hmm. so many people from other people. So I think you're right. Don't stop and say no when you might meet people, you know. And it's – that's why I still, after – it's almost nine years now that I – and I still love it because I've met people and I've learned so much from everybody. And I think when you cut yourself off from the – of thinking you can learn things, then that's a bad thing. You you always could learn something new. That's that's one of my that's one of my mantras actually is if 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 I don't have anything left to learn I don't have anything left to write. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the yeah. new ideas the the new things that I learn about are usually what trigger a new story idea. But um, Elizabeth, I did want to ask you. You write horror now. Yes. I I mean I'm one of those. I started reading. the Stephen Stephen King still counts as horror because I mean that's what I was reading. Oh, yes. There was no yellow <laughs> section yeah. in the bookstore. When I was growing up, so I was reading Stephen King at a super early age. So for me, that that's horror. But what is horror today? Because I haven't read horror in a really long time. Is it still reminiscent of what of what Stephen King was doing back in the? I'm not going to say um, when because then I'll tell how old I am. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it, it it still is. He, he's still very popular, and his son is writing now. It'll be Joe Hill. So uh, you know, Joe right. Hill has uh, won a couple of Stoker awards, and um, it, they're, I mean, horror. There are all kinds of ranges of horror. I mean, you can go from Ed Lee, which is extreme horror, and um, I mean, you get Shirley Jackson, the traditional ghost story, 
And, I okay. mean, there's, there's just a wide range. They have the Cthulhu Myth Boss. A lot of people learn to Lovecraft. And uh, they have the little pastiches of, of those kinds of stories. But uh, there's there, there's a type of horror for just about everybody. I mean, the horror comedies, you have the, the usual ghosts and vampires and zombies. Like and, Willow Cross, who tropes, used to do shows. Will, Willow Cross did shows. She had a paranormal show. And so a few weeks ago, uh, she wanted to do another ghost hunt. So she was doing the ghost hunt and I, in Indiana, and I was on the radio. You know, and, mm-hmm. I mean, it was so interesting because she did them a lot. So I said, yeah, let's just do it, you know, because, you know, paranormal is, we've had a lot of them, a lot of paranormal shows, mm-hmm. you know. It's, it's very uh, popular, yeah. Yeah, Kelly Abel, who's done shows with us, she does a lot of that. She does romance, she does, but there's a lot of people we've had that do paranormal, and they love it, you know. And mm-hmm. I think there's never enough of that because I think there's so many people that want because paranormal is everything, it covers everything. That's true. Yeah, and par- paranormal romance is actually my first love. I mean, I started writing contemporary because New York didn't know what to do with my paranormal. I came really close with one, and they they wanted to pull one of the threads out because they thought it was too political. Oh my god! Um, oh. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that they, was that was then. Know. That was then. I know, and this was like five or six years ago. Yeah. Oh, you want to try it now? Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, paranormal is actually my, my first love. I mean, I love writing contemporary and romantic suspense, but par- paranormal is like, that's my happy place. And I just, um, I, w- I was given the opportunity. There again, I said yes. A friend of mine owns, uh, is editing um, a magazine called Hearts Kiss Magazine, and um, it's a magazine that offers very diverse uh, romance stories. Uh, it has LGBTQ stories. Mm-hmm. It has uh, uh, multiracial stories. I mean, it, it covers the gamut of romance in all different genres. And she says, you know, we're looking for authors. Do you want to write something? And she says, this could be your opportunity to write something for paranormal like you used to. And I'm like, oh, my God, yes. And yep. because of that, I, got three, I wrote three novellas since November, um, and yeah, because the I mean, come out in June. Next week, I have a, an author on with. I don't know if you know Jack Remick. Jack Remick is in in the Seattle area, and he always brings. He always uh, introduced me to these great people that write all these different, you know, um, different types of work. And so the next, her name is Nicole Disney. She'll be on next Monday. She writes gay romance, and uh, so that should be really interesting because love is love doesn't matter. So, you know, that's how I started with, that's how I met everybody that was doing all genres because I had a show when I did Red River, you know, and that was nine years ago when, uh, you know, April Robin Hood, she said, do you want to do a show with, you know, a lot of different, I go, I'm I'm in, you know, let's go. And so we've done that, you know, and I think that, you know, we had shows uh, racial, you know, on racial relationships. And unfortunately there were, which I didn't know, several publishers that will not take, you know, interracial relationships. So we've had shows like that, you know, and I mean, it's right. So it's good that you're going to, that you're doing that because there's an audience. Yeah. And there is an audience. And I I think really that's, that's where uh, uh, I think a lot of New York houses miss the boat. And I think this is why. Oh yeah. You're right. Indie authors is because they don't see outside their boxes. I've no, been very fortunate with Harlequin that they let me write pretty much whatever I want to write within the confines of those series that I write for. But yeah. um, I've never had one of my, an editor come back to me and say, no, you can't write that. 
if they were to do that, I would really question whether or not I would, I could see any value in staying with that, with that publisher. Um, but yeah, there, there's been, there's been a lot of discussion lately um, about uh, race, especially in, in the romance industry. And I think a lot of progress is going to be starting to be made in the, in the, in the upcoming months. And it is certainly shine, shine, Sean, this is why I have an editor, uh, a light on uh, <laughs> right. an aspect of the genre that people weren't paying attention to. I didn't know there was a, there's a huge community of uh, black women authors out there writing romance. And I'm like, my Kindle oh, is yeah. exploding because of all the books I've been downloading. But I didn't realize it was out there. And that is probably a failure on my part. But I think it's also a failure on the industry to realize what, what powerful stories are out there and that we don't tend to look beyond our own. You know, right. we need to look beyond our own. Oh, absolutely. That I mean, that is what, you know, and, uh, you know, I, that's why we've, I've had so many different authors on, and I've learned so many different things, you know, and I, you know, and I, I had these two guys that come on, Bernard Flung and Walter. They're married. They're gay. They've been on several times, and uh, he's a really good author, and the two of them come together. Walter doesn't. Right, but he comes on also when Bernard comes on, and so it's so much fun. And we've, I've had shows with um, mother with gay children. I mean, because this is a market, this is life. You know, I mean, that's what yeah. the thing is, and that's why, you know, sometimes I tell my friends, I said, "What do you think? All of the books and everything, it's about life. I mean, everything you see on TV, yeah. it's we all know these things. So it's life. It just could be anything, you know. And I think people are. I, I hope. That they get used to the fact. I mean, when when I you know when Elizabeth comes on and she has all these horror writers and they were some of our best shows because it was so much fun meeting them, you know because they write they're writers. It doesn't matter what they write, they're writers, so they're giving right. advice as a person that writes, you know. And so I think that if the world gets better that way with authors, which I do think it is a little more open, where everybody can read everything and not have such a jaded mind. I'm, yeah. I'm hopeful that I, uh, God, I have to cling to the hope somewhere that yes, that that's, that is the direction that, that we're going in. And, and I, I personally, I have a hard time relating to anybody who, who locks down and refuses to see beyond their own bubble. I call it bubble thinking. I, yeah. I grew up in San Francisco in the mm-hmm. 70s and the 80s. I mean, I, I was around gay people from the time I was born. It, to me, it was just a part of life, like you said. Um, yeah. I, came, I went to a very diverse, a racially diverse grammar school and high school. To me, it's just, just normal. So to, to see all of, the, all of the negativity and the hatred based on other, it, it's one of those triggers. For me yeah, and, I, and I hope it does I, change. I, I mean, you know, it. yeah. I mean, I'm in Chicago, so I, I mean, I... The Chicago Public Schools, you know, and when I was, you know, younger. And I'm so I think that I do think that, you know, and Elizabeth, you do different genres and you you move, mm-hmm. you know, you go think out of the box. You don't stay in one genre and you do. Push. So I, I even go into subgenres within the bigger genres. I yeah. mean, I, I've right. written, um, yeah. you know, gay, male, lesbian, um, yeah. uh, paranormal characters you know just you know just a little bit of everything and uh you know some of the books do really well and some of them don't because you know i, I just feel like writing what i want to write and uh, you know not well, necessarily yeah. going by what i think's going to sell 
the characters who show up are the characters who show up. I have a secondary exactly. character in my in my romantic mm-hmm. defense trilogy. When she walked on the page, I knew she was biracial. I knew her mother was black. I knew her father yeah. was white. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I'm happy to say I actually sold her story that will be coming out in a couple of years as soon as I that's write great. it. But um, when she walked on the page, that's just who she was. And right. I'm like, I, and I hated the fact that I questioned myself that when I put in the proposal for her story, I said, can I do this? I mean, and if anybody ever saw my picture, I mean, you don't get much more white than me. I mean, I look <laughs> like I walked out of a snowstorm. But it, it bothered me that I questioned whether or not I could yeah. write a character like this and have it be accepted. And I'm like, you know what? This is who she is. This is the character I'm meant to write. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's as much of an issue to her. It's as much of an issue to me as it is to her. And it's not going to be an issue to her because it's just who yeah. she is. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I think that is probably the key to including more diversity, whatever the diverse uh, classification is, to authors. It's, it's just the characters appear as they're supposed to be. And we just have to look for a, a, a wider right. range of characters. Well, Cassandra Dane mm-hmm. writes like that. She writes like that. And uh, she also did shows with us, so I hope she comes back to do more shows. Because, yeah, I, I mean, you know, this is a good thing. So I think, you know, when you Absolutely. watch TV, when you watch TV, and, like, I watch a couple of soap operas, I tape them. You know, uh, my mother, when she was ill, she, you know, I started watching them again with her. And then, so they... It, they it doesn't they don't even bring it up. It's whatever the, whoever they fall in love with, whoever it is. They don't, yeah. Nobody seems to. And you so know, I don't so, you know. know. I was gonna say, and readers like it when they run into a character who reminds them of them. So they they don't right. you know they don't feel so isolated. Yeah. Exactly. So I, yeah. Dynasty. They changed Dynasty around. I mean, Dynasty was very. They have, uh, you know, now they redid Dynasty. It's it's a soap opera. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's a, kind of, and uh-huh. they redid it with different characters, and you know, and it and that's a good thing. So I think that in in a lot of ways there's progress, you know, and I think that's a good mm-hmm. thing. So that's why you know, with writing, it you know, if you're writing, just write the character, whatever it is, whatever. Like you said, it didn't mm-hmm. you didn't plan it, but it just happened. Exactly. Well, and also I think we're living in a time now where we're being inundated with so much negativity and so much eye-opening experiences that it's really making people start to examine things. And for me, it's always when I know better, I do better. Yeah. So, all right, Mm -hmm. if I've made that mistake, I'm not going to make it again. I'm going to do better next time. So that's that's the other thing I try to keep in mind, both with my books and, and in regular life. No, I think that's a good thing, and I think that you know when 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 a writer is writing, I think sometimes we just write, and it it just happens, you know, and that's probably yeah. the be- like something that happened with one something that I wrote in and lately, and I'm thinking like, oh my god, I didn't even see that coming, and I didn't at all. Yeah. And if you would have if you would have said to me five months ago, and I would have said what are you talking about? And all of a sudden it just came to me. That's what writing is. That's why I mm-hmm. love it so much is because it yeah. just comes to you and you don't know where it is. You know, you could be putting on makeup, washing your hair, blow drying your hair, something. And it goes like, oh boy, look at that. And it, to me, that's what I find still exciting when that happens. That's a great tie. That is the greatest tie there is. I mean, and it's way cheaper mm-hmm. than alcohol or, or anything else. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Office, but, um, yeah, when a yeah, brainstorm that's, hits, that's, that's just perfect. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. anybody have any other questions? Or you know, Anna, you definitely should come back to our shows. There's no doubt. I don't think. I mean, because you could go in any genre. I see. 
<laughs> and Elizabeth, too. Elizabeth, we... Yes, I can. Yeah, but Elizabeth can, too. I mean, that's why we do shows together a lot of times. And, Elizabeth, you've had yeah, some yeah, like really that. good shows. So think about doing some, you know, shows. Because, yeah, you you know, it's just... There's right. so many people I have, out there. I have one in mind that I'd like to do, but I have to read her, her trilogy first. Okay. I'd love to get Anne Rice. I'd really well, love that, to get Anne Rice. It's going to be a tough one, but maybe oh, yeah. you know she <laughs> might. You know, you I never know. Might. All I have to do is ask her. You know, you, you know, you really don't know until you ask somebody. You know, if they want to come on, because mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times when uh, I think that very celebrated authors really do enjoy the fact of coming on a show when the person knows about writing because you it's a very mm-hmm. different show when you're a writer talking to another writer than you are just an yeah. interviewer you yeah. know because you don't know agree. what they're feeling mm-hmm. you know because we all have our issues they're not issues it's just we all are who we are and whatever comes out of us comes out you know yeah, and we so and I, well <laughs> yes and anna you can fit <laughs> in all of these things it's really nice. You know, that's the thing. See, right. I mean, so that's what's so exciting is that you get to meet people in different cities that there is no way you ever would ever meet them. Right. Yeah. It's just how it is. That's why radio, you know, and being on shows like this, I mean, you meet people that you, there's just no way you would have met them. And, you know, that's well, what's so fun about it. I'm very glad I met you. And- Thank you for well, it's great to have you. I, I really so you want to say your website and everything, and then we'll definitely <laughs> chat more. Send me anything <laughs> you want, and I'll put it out, you know, because I, I do like to do that. And I do think, it, like Elizabeth, too, we know that if we share each other's things, it's so much better for everybody. Yeah, Absolutely. it is. Well, you know, for, so, since you asked, my, my website yes. is um, author. Anna Stewart, S T E W A R T dot com. But don't you have to put the J in? You have to put the J because I think there are other no, you don't have to do it? Okay. So I don't I didn't put the J in only because most people would forget it. But it's author Anna Stewart dot com. Okay. Or just or you can Google Anna J. Stewart. I did. You're out there. No, yeah. There, no, there's a lot on. There's a lot on you. <laughs> right. And that's what I do. I Google every, you know, whoever's on my show because I want to know what they do, you know, because I think it's so interesting to find out what everybody does because you just don't know what anybody's about. And being on a show, then you find out. And that's, you know, the fun of it. So mm-hmm. this has been a great show. Definitely. And uh, Elizabeth, yes, do you have any last words of what? Wisdom here. <laughs> um, yeah, I have I have a new book coming out, uh, probably late summer, early fall, and it's called Happily Ever After: A Collection of Erotic Fairy Tales. So that's going to uh-huh. they're your traditional fairy tales. And once that book is done, probably in six months, I'm going to write another one, a second in the series. That are going to be fairy tales that are lesser known, like from Asia and Africa and India. So um, I'm, I'm going the fairy tale route again. At, oh, well, that was successful great. for you. And But you know what? You know, and I think, well, you know, I'm taking notes while we were talking, and I think I did used to do this more, and I think we will do it again because, you know, I think maybe um, we will have people come on and read parts of their book, which oh, I yeah. didn't always like. But, I, when, Anna, when you said that, it made sense, though, because people, you know, you don't realize how it's, it does sound nice when people read it on the air because we've done that, you know, uh, I did it years. I haven't done one in a long time, and I think you know you brought to mind that that's a good thing because you know um, 
whatever we say about writing, they don't know how we write until they hear what we say. So I think mm-hmm. that um, that yeah. might be a, a fun show to do if you want to do something like that. I know. Well, I know. Well, Elizabeth is a real reads very well. I mean, you really do, Elizabeth. Oh, you thank know, you. Because yeah, because she's read <laughs> my acting background. <laughs> yeah, no, you have. Done, you know, you're really good at it. It's not always easy. It's oh, thank not. You. you know. No, it's, it's not, not always easy. And I always promise I'm doing it on the show, and then I go, no, I don't think so. I don't think it's happening. <laughs> but when I've gone on other shows and done it, but I don't, you know, it's kind of weird. Anyway, you can find all about us on www.michiganavenuemedia or Marsha Casper Cook. All the shows are listed, and um, all of these links go on forever. I mean, I still have my beginning links. So uh, Blog Talk keeps it all, and we have it all out there. So, um Anna, it's been great meeting you. Elizabeth, thank you for being on. And Charlotte, it was fun talking to her like I knew who she was now, and that works out. So, <laughs> all right, so hopefully till next time. And Monday is uh, Jack Remick, who's so interesting, you know. And um, I'll send you the link, Anna, because he's very interesting. He's written a book that is, if there were only women in the world, no men. So, I mean, it's, he's really very good. Oh, yes. I and, like that oh, yeah, he's very literary, and he's so smart. I, I just love having him on. And so he's bringing Nicole Disney, and he he always finds people that are so interesting and different. So it's going to be a good show Monday. At, it's at um, three, um, let's see, three central. Yeah, that's you know, it's really you know we're all in different time zones, so that's why I put it out Mountain Central because mm-hmm. people sometimes don't know you know what time it is that we're on. So because I do change a lot, but thank you all and have a great night. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.